0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1463, How to Avoid Money and Marriage Problems, by Jeff Rose of goodfinancialsense.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I read to you from the best personal finance blogs on the web, with the author's permission, of course. For now, let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. How to Avoid Money and Marriage Problems by Jeff Rose of goodfinancialsense.com. Leaving the toilet seat up, guilty. Not noticing she got her hair trimmed a quarter of an inch. Quarter of an inch, really? Does any guy notice this? Pretending to not hear the newborn crying in the middle of the night, busted. Trying to fix the problem instead of just listening? Still haven't figured this one out. In the grand scheme of things, these items are trivial and every marriage should be able to withstand them. But the number one thing that all marriages have a problem with is money. I've seen countless marriages ruined, all because money got in the way. Either there wasn't enough of it, or there was too much of it. One spouse didn't like how the other was spending it. The other spouse didn't like to disclose what they were actually spending their money on. All of these are a recipe for a disastrous marriage. Here are my tips on how you can have a successful marriage and avoid money problems. I promise, it doesn't have to be that hard. Number one, talk, talk, talk. A lot of marriage financial problems arise because couples are not communicating enough. Some of the problems in a marriage with regard to money can be solved by talking. The vast majority of money problems in marriage is not because they're not making enough money, it's because they're not talking about money. Now, every married couple is different. The roles and responsibilities in a marriage are going to differ from couple to couple. There's no perfect formula for how you should manage your finances and who should do what. Regardless of which person works, earns more, pays the bills, or manages the cash, it's vital you have an open discussion about your money. I like to call these your battle buddy conversations. Your goal should be to have at least one money discussion a month, but I understand it can be a lofty goal. Try to have at least one money talk a quarter, but aim to have them as much as possible. These discussions should center around a budget. Look at where your money is coming from and where it's going to. Make sure both of you understands all the bills and expenses. This is an excellent way to resolve some of the friction which arises in marriages because of money. Number two, budget time. If you and your spouse have never created a budget before, this is one of the best places to start. I know the idea of creating a budget sounds like torture, but it doesn't have to be. You can take the old school route and create an Excel spreadsheet with all of your bills and expenses. If you're not experienced with Excel spreadsheets, there are plenty of templates you can download. Making a budget has never been easier thanks to smartphone apps. If you're looking for a quick and easy way to make a budget, go download Mint. With Mint, all you have to do is download the app, sync your bank accounts, and then Mint handles the rest. The app will show all of your recent transactions and purchases and puts them into the appropriate categories. This can show you areas where you or your spouse is overspending or areas where you can trim back some of your money. Set goals. Not only should you look at your bills and expenses, but you should also talk goals. Having the same mindset or a similar financial outlook is going to make the whole money talk much easier. A lot of the problems which pop up in marriages are that couples are not on the same page about where they're trying to go financially and how they're going to get there. If you're newly married, this is even more vital. Not understanding the other person's point of view or goals is like trying to go on a road trip using two very different maps. Maybe one of you wants to start saving for a home while the other person simply wants to save more money. This is one of the easiest ways to resolve some of the money problems which pop up in a marriage. Understanding each other's goals and mindset on money can give you a foundation for your battle buddy talks and for making big financial decisions in the future. Not only should you set some short-term goals, but plan ahead as well. Look a couple years down the road and decide where both of you wanna be. Should you have separate bank accounts? Having separate bank accounts is becoming more and more popular in marriage. In fact, according to a 2016 TD Bank survey, 76% of couples share at least one bank account. That means almost 25% of married couples are not sharing a bank account. These couples have two separate accounts, but how does this impact the marriage, and is it a good idea? Some married couples want to keep their financial independence after they're married. They don't want to ask permission or be dependent on another person when managing their finances. There are several serious drawbacks to having separate accounts. If you have separate accounts, it's more likely you'll run into some money surprises you won't see for several months. With a joint bank account, there is more accountability. Additionally, with a joint account, there's another set of eyes watching the account, which means more eyes to check for errors. I can't tell you what the best option is for you. Maybe separate bank accounts work well for your marriage, but to me, it seems like another obstacle for marriages. The more financial communication and open channels you have, the less likely you are to run into problems related to money. Money in marriage. You probably know money is one of the leading causes of divorce. In fact, a survey by SunTrust Bank showed 35% of respondents who were experienced stress in their relationships stated it was because of money. According to a creditcard.com poll, one in five Americans say they have spent $500 or more and not told their partner. For a lot of people, discussing money can be difficult and awkward. Regardless of how you feel about it, money is one of the biggest parts of your marriage. It can make your relationship flourish or it can drive it into the ground. Instead of letting your money run your marriage, take the reins of your finances. Getting control of your money will not only hopefully improve your marriage, but it can have a huge impact on other areas of your life as well. You just listened to the post titled How to Avoid Money and Marriage Problems by Jeff Rose of GoodFinancialSense.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable money.com/ofd for your extended 30-day free trial. While I'm not yet married, I think a lot of this advice is applicable for those of us in committed relationships. My boyfriend and I are currently talking a lot about money and the implications of merging our households next year on the way to getting married. Now as someone who talks about money every single day, I have the benefit of being desensitized to the taboo around this subject matter. I think money is such a sensitive topic because many people carry a lot of shame around it. We're taught that it's a very private thing and ultimately it's a reflection of what we value. If there's a discrepancy between what we say we value and what we're spending our money on, that can create a very uncomfortable dynamic. Money is also a form of independence. And so having to negotiate with another person regarding money can create a power struggle that's really about so much more than money. I personally have never had to make financial decisions with another person. And so taking things really slow and having many transparent and ongoing conversations about money is really helping me. One thing we're considering is to agree on a budget for our joint expenses and then have savings and investment goals that we both contribute to each month. Anything outside of that is fair game and allows us both to maintain an element of independence. Regardless of the actual tactics we decide to implement, we recognize that again, how we manage our money together is a reflection of what we value. And so most of our conversations thus far have been about aligning on those values and dreaming up common goals. And that will do it for today. Have a great day and start to your weekend. Thank you for listening and I'll be back here reading to you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.